really incredible. So at the height of the Incan Empire in the uh, 16th century or end of the mm-hmm. 15th, beginning of the 16th century, yeah. there were over 12 million people. And that's uh, largely through the area of what's now Chile up into Ecuador and uh, Peru. Well, of course, mainly Peru down into Chile and up into Ecuador. And there was over 25,000 miles. I can't oh, believe okay. that when I read it. 25,000 wow. miles of roads. Wow. Hey there. Welcome to Eliza Talks Walks. Mostly, I will be talking with Frank, and we will be covering everything and anything that has to do with walking. Have you been on any interesting walks lately? I had a walk that ticked me off this morning. Oh no! An yep. annoying walk. What happened? Yeah. In beautiful downtown Banff, Alberta, mm-hmm. the town is packed full of tourists. Maybe not so much this time of year, but there's still a fair bit of pedestrian traffic. This is where my pet peeve comes in. Mm-hmm. Eliza, when you walk down the street, yeah. down the sidewalk, yeah. do you pay attention as to what side of the sidewalk you're walking down? Um, most of the time, but uh, I would say that there are times when I've walked on the opposite side, especially if I'm like looking in shop windows or something like that. Maybe the question I should have asked is, is there a proper side of the sidewalk to walk down? Well, if it's busy, definitely, depending on what country side you're in. would that be? Well, in this country, uh, you would be on the right. Okay, that's what I think too. I think that's what most people think. Anyway, so tourists those... don't necessarily think that. <laughs> the tourists go down the the other side if they walk on that side, like so Australia, New Zealand too, I think Singapore, UK. I had this guy with a child. Mm-hmm. In Basically a stroller? Tried to put, yeah, pardon me. Was the kid in a stroller or walking? No, in his arms. Okay. Had the whole sidewalk to himself. Okay. We were approaching each other. I was on the hard right side. Uh-huh. And this guy insisted on walking on my hard right side. So he walked right, right up the edge of the sidewalk that I was also walking right up the edge Right. Of, until we were within about maybe seven feet of each other and he moved out of the way. <laughs> Was it raining? No, it was a beautiful day. Oh, hmm, that's it was, it was a battle of wills, and I think... Uh, there might have been something else going on. I don't know. Yeah, the whole sidewalk. Yeah. He was deliberately walking directly in line and at, directly at me. Now, he could say the same about me, but I would argue that I have the right. I'm on the right side of the yeah, road, right yeah. side of the sidewalk. Yeah. That's my huge pet peeve. Hmm. Isn't that exciting? It does seem like odd behavior, but perhaps there was another reason. Yeah, I just wish people would walk on the right side of the road. That's yeah, all. I understand right that, totally. As well, if it's busy, like if it's not busy, then I would just, you know, duck around them the other way and not worry about it. But yeah, I like, get you. That, that is annoying. Yeah. You know, it's not the end of the world, but especially in a uh, busy tourist town where there's traffic heading in both directions, it's kind of... Yeah. Makes it a little uh, a little easier to get around when people know what side of the sidewalk to walk on. It does help. For that sure. is my pet peeve for the week. <laughs> Walking pet peeve. <laughs> it's, it's 
I think my pet peeve um, would be socks that slide down while you're walking. Uh, is and that a thing? It happens, and they end up like under your foot, yeah, under the ball of your foot. Just when you wear like great big boots that are like two sizes too big. That does happen, especially like with rubber boots. Rubber boots, yeah. Those are awful to walk in, aren't they? Your socks go on the move in those. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had a pair of rubber boots on. Me neither. I, I tell you, though, I, I can think of a time where I, just the past couple of days, where I wish I had had some rubber boots on. Oh, has it been wet and icky? Uh, no, I stepped in a sump at work. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. <sighs> No, especially since I have an office job, so I've got like dress oh, pants oh, no. and not a rubber boot on my foot. Oh. And so yeah, I had to soak her up to my knee. Oh. That's... So that was that was a fun day at work. And 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 was it um, you know, have a fecal like, matter in it? No, thankfully. Oof. It was in a closed down portion of the hotel, and oh. it was contaminated water. Oh wow! So yeah. what made you venture into this? Some. Oh, and an alarm had been going off. Oh. So I, I went to investigate the right. basement. And the funny thing was, when I stepped, accidentally stepped into the sump, mm -hmm. I kicked a uh, piece of machinery that might have been on the blink, like down in the sump, probably uh -huh. in the pump, and it fired up and <laughs> the, trained the sump and the alarm went off. So, wow, you fixed the problem. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> that couldn't have gone any better yeah. unless I had been wearing rubber boots. Yes, but good for you. But, but then my socks would have been falling down around my feet, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it doesn't happen um, until you've you know, walked a little bit. So it would depend on the boot and how far you'd walked, you know? I, yeah, I got you. And I'm Josh, and I remember as a child that used to happen to me regularly. And it, it was... I don't know if infuriating is right word for a kid to be experiencing, but yes, very frustrating. And if your socks weren't long enough, you'd get that red ring around the top of your leg as you walked along as well, because it slapped your... Ah, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And if you have diabetes, the same thing will happen. Well, thankfully, I don't. <laughs> so I wouldn't, for, I don't for, for know listeners, that. For listeners who do, you know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, unfortunately. For them hey um changing gears what's the longest bike you've ever gone on oh my that's a question um i remember climbing or it was it was a hike up um ben nevis i don't remember how long it took however but there are hikes i've been on that have been possibly four hours in and out that okay. i can recall okay. So you're like a day hike person. Yeah, I'm not really into overnight. Okay. Oh, wait, I have done an overnight hike. Oh, okay. I remember. It, well, it was more of a cross-country ski than a hike. But it was a weekender, and it did involve some camping. But I think maybe that's learned where I learned I didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I agree. The reason I ask is because uh, in preparation for the your inaugural show here, mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to look up some interesting hike that I could talk about, even though I've never been on it myself. Mm -hmm. but, uh, so it's kind of like a bucket list? Bucket list ah. uh, hike. 
So it's, this isn't on my bucket list per se, but I know it's a, a very popular site. And actually, as I started to read up about it, um, it actually made me a little bit more interested. It made yeah. me actually think about putting it on my bucket list. Yeah. And uh, what I'm talking about is uh, the hike along the Inca Trail oh. up to that famous site in Peru, uh, famous Incan site, Machu Picchu. Oh, yeah, that is possibly one that I wouldn't mind doing myself. There's thousands and thousands of people go up there each year. Uh, they're limited right now on the trail. Although the trail might be closed. I guess I should mention this right at the start. Oh, yeah. So the information I'm providing, uh, some of it might not be most current. Uh, and that's due to the uh, lingering regulations uh, surrounding the COVID. Right. There's a number of different ways to get to Machu Picchu. Mm -hmm. People aren't aware and they're interested. Uh, you can catch a bus if you'd like. Oh. I always, I always thought in the past, I, you know, from the videos or, or uh, photographs that you've seen of Machu Picchu, it seems to be isolated up in the middle of nowhere up in the mountains, right? Yeah, but because it's popular, that's probably why there's a bus involved. Well, and apparently you can park within, not you can park, but the buses can park within five minutes of the site now. Okay. So it's not it's not an isolated multi-day hike at where hiking is the only way you can get up there. So a five-minute um, walk. A five-minute walk from the bus. Yeah. You, I can imagine however, a lot of people do that. Yeah. Uh, however, if you're a little bit more hardcore or want a more authentic experience, you can choose a, a multi-day hike. So mm -hmm. you can choose between a two or four day hike, and of course, depending on which of those you choose, you'll have different start points. Oh, okay. Um, the longer of the two is about a 25 mile hike, so I oh, think wow. that's around 40 kilometers. And that's a, if I haven't mentioned, that's a four day hike. Wow, yeah, that's quite the commitment. So now you, I did wonder uh, how fit you had to be mm -hmm. in order to accomplish something like this. Mm -hmm. Again, I had. Clearly, before I uh, read up this information, I had just been going off an awful lot of assumptions and a few photographs and some maybe some National Geographic footage I might have seen over the years. So I really didn't have a very good handle on any of this. Um, I figured you'd have to be in really good shape in order to do the hike, like the four-day hike. Mm -hmm. um, as it turns out, over the course of four days, you will experience elevation change of about 7,000 feet. Okay, that's not cobblestones? Yeah, like they're, uh, the roads are paved. Oh, excellent. The, the stone. So as you're doing your hike up to Machu Picchu, for the vast majority of it, apparently, it's on these cobblestones. Wow, isn't that lovely? Uh, the, the, the so level, not tromping through the mud, then? Yeah. It actually looks it actually looks quite pleasant, hmm. and again, uh, from the photographs, you can see you're surrounded by lush forests the whole way. Uh -oh. It's quite beautiful. Uh, in terms of difficulty, the trail is this is the four day trail. Mm -hmm. It's rated uh, moderate, just below challenging. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing it's that has to do That's... with the height gain and loss. Yeah. That sounds pretty nice. So as I was saying there, at the end of day two, and I'll, I'll just back up, mm -hmm. day two will take you about 78 hours to hike. Day one to the first campsite, four to six hours. Okay. 
So anyway, day three, well, you're getting out of that valley that you're in, that uh, Pake Mayun Valley, mm-hmm. and you're gaining some elevation again. Looks like you're going up to around between, or from, uh, sorry, 9,800 feet up to around 12,000 again. So you're gaining a good, okay. at least a couple thousand feet to get up there. On that, on that day, you're going to start uh, seeing some Incan ruins. Oh. So uh, near the highest point that you're going to reach during the day, uh, you come across the Rakura K uh, ruins, the Incan Empire. Yeah. And uh, actually, it looks like on the, on day three, that's where you're going to see a lot. Uh, Rakura K is your highest point along the day's uh, trip. And then as you start to descend back into the jungles, and the forests, mm-hmm. uh, you will pass. <laughs> I love the names of these things. <laughs> right, right Challenging. Back. Yeah, you'll pass other Incan uh, ruins such as Sayakmarka. <laughs> Sayakmarka, let's go with that. Okay. Kanchamarka, Fuyapta Tamarka, mm-hmm. Winaya Waina. Yeah, one day I'll wait okay. and that's where you'll uh, you'll camp at the end of day three. Oh. That's good. That day three is a bit of a haul. You can expect to be on the trail from eight to ten hours, oh. and the travel distance is approximately ten miles. It does so, sound very nice. Now, now you're getting close to the end of the trip at this point. Mm-hmm. So, final day. It's only going to take you three to four hours. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, mostly downhill all the way oh. to the last little bit where you get to the Sun Gate, which overlooks Machu Picchu. Nice. Uh, a couple hundred feet above it. Oh, wow. But as you, as you were saying there at the start, though, mm-hmm. um, at the moment, it looks like this is all shut down. you got to uh. catch a bus. Yep, if you catch a bus, a five-minute walk. So eventually... Do you think that you'll be able to hike up and take the bus down? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm not sure what the uh, what the rules would be about that. Yeah, because if I was to do it, that's kind of the way I'd like to do it. I agree, you know. I, I hadn't really given that any thought, but sure. Yeah, hike up, get the whole... The full meal deal in terms of yeah, the experience. Yeah, see all the other Inca ruins that you'd miss on the bus. Walk Which through is, the sun gate, look down upon it. Yeah. The only thing, though, is mm-hmm. the only thing is when you turn around and walk the opposite direction, the, the view is totally different. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Oh, I You're do. Looking at, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think after four days on the road, I'd uh, or on the trail, I should say. I'd want to get back to a hotel train. or something. <laughs> And apparently there are some luxury uh, hotels that have popped up along the trail, specifically oh. catering to the, the tourists who want to visit Machu Picchu without uh, necessarily doing the whole hike. I can understand that. So, yeah. Uh, another thing that I should mention is mm-hmm. it appears that, uh, although this could be changing as well, Yeah. Uh, up until quite recently, I think 2018, you were allowed to hike the trail without a guide. Oh, yes, I had heard uh, of this. Now you'd still have to pay a, a, basically a trail entrance fee mm-hmm. or pass, I guess, something like that. Uh, but the 
that that has changed. So since 2018, yeah, apparently, apparently you now need to hire a guide. I would like to have a guide, you know, just make I, sure I don't you don't go wrong. I mean, if he's going to carry your stuff for you, I guess. I don't know what else. I mean, you just that would be like a sherpa, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, maybe people have been interfering and you know doing things they shouldn't. Maybe that's sort of prompted it. Well, this got me sort of scratching my head a little bit when I mm -hmm. read that during the peak season. And again, COVID sort of might throw a monkey or has thrown a monkey wrench in all this, but mm -hmm. working off the uh, off the condition that things have gone back to normal or when things were normal. Yeah. Um, during the peak season. They would only issue 500 permits per day. Oh, okay. Uh, That's a and lot. And that would include that would include both the tourists and their guides. Oh, okay. But check this out. Mm -hmm. That worked out to approximately 200 tourists and 300 guides slash like porters or sherpas. Right. So there were actually more employees on the trail mm -hmm. than there were tourists. Well, good for them, and hopefully they're making some money too. I mean, I think that's good. I suppose, but again, considering this thing looks like it's a walking path, you have to wonder who, I mean, I guess it's, it's Well, so maybe awesome. they fend off the jungle animals as well. I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. If I had to have a guide, not to be a jerk, but I wouldn't be carrying any backpack. Right. They might be that kind of guide. Yeah, like a porter. Yeah, like but they might not. <laughs> Anyway, so before I looked into this, like I said, Machu um, Picchu was definitely not, not not definitely. I should put it like that, but it wasn't on my bucket list. Yeah. Having revisited place in terms of like looking at images and watched a couple of YouTube videos, mm -hmm. you know, did the did a little bit of research online just so I could have something to talk about. Um, it sort of kindled an interest in me again. And it made me think back at back when I was a kid. Uh, that's back in the day when uh, books uh, such as *Chariots of the Gods* were uh, were popular. These were oh, that's a book about Machu Picchu, is it? Well, conspiracy theories about how aliens are the oh, yes, they've inspired a few movies. Those exactly. theories and Machu Picchu was one of the uh, one of the areas that. Uh, that these alien conspiracy folks back in the early seventies had been built by the aliens. So that, I think that was my initial introduction to Machu Picchu way back in the day. So full circle. I mean, I haven't read or really given it much thought for the longest time, but it, it's uh, it's been interesting and enjoyable looking up the uh, the trail and the site itself. It's uh, it's really a remarkable place. I'm sure you must have seen. All sorts of videos of you know, pictures of the place. Definitely, I haven't looked at many videos, but I've seen a lot of pictures. Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe I'll visit the place one day. These things never say never, eh? <laughs> These things could happen. <laughs> yes, it uh, it does sound interesting. I wasn't interested in hiking up, but having after heard your uh, explanation of it. Uh, like you, I've kind of changed my mind on that one. And of course, there's so much information online for folks who, if they, uh, if they think they might actually uh, 
like to do the hike. Yeah. Get your interest peaked and uh, check it out. Yeah. Well, that's my, yeah, that's, that's what I have for this week in terms of uh, bucket list hikes. Cool. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, Frank, and learning about Machu Picchu, which is now on a bucket list. If I ever get to it, that will be a wonderful hike. And thanks for tuning in with us, and we will catch you in a few days.